0: established uh, upon just anything. It's established upon who Jesus Christ is uh, and he's everything to me. Hallelujah. And so first of all, get established on Jesus Christ. Put Jesus Christ at the center of everything that you do. Put Jesus Christ at the center of your family. Put Jesus Christ at the center of your job. Huh? Amen. At the center. Amen. Of everything that Jesus Christ is my rock. Amen. When the devil blindsides you, boom. Man, oh man, I can't hardly see what's happening. Hey, Amen. You just need to reach down and say, okay, I'm getting back up on the rock. Huh? If I can get back up on the rock, everything's going to be all right. Oh, well, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I've been hit so hard. Amen. I've I've had smoke in my mouth, ringing in my ears. And I've been hit that hard spiritually before. Hey Amen, but when, I, when my senses came back to me, I said, I'm still on the rock. Hey Amen, it's still Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Come on, church, you gotta stay on the rock. Now, turning your Bibles to Psalms, this is not in my notes, it should have been. But we're, we're gonna get to the establishment of grace here in just a minute. Psalms chapter 127, we have to know who our builder is. Yeah, man, it's the word of God. Psalms 127 and 1, it says, except, there's an exception here. Except the Lord build the house. They labor in vain that build it. In my walk with God, in my family's walk with God, in my children, there's one thing that I learned early on in living for God, and that was as a child that God has to build my house. Something I learned early on in marriage is that God has to build my house. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about the physical things of life right now. I'm talking about the spiritual things. Something I learned early on in rearing children is that except the Lord build the house, I'm laboring in vain. And so the basis of what I'm preaching right here today is not only Jesus Christ, but the Holy Ghost. Amen, get full of the Holy Ghost. From the youngest to the oldest, as soon as they're able to get the Holy Ghost, uh, amen, it's time to get prayed through to the Holy Ghost. Uh, It's time to stay full of the Holy Ghost. And I'll just stop right now and tell you something. In living for God, we fear God. We reverence God. But I don't serve God by fear only. Hey, amen. Because after a while, hey, amen. You can tell somebody if you don't stop that, you better stop that, or else. Or and and if you don't stop that, I'm gonna. And you know, after a while, somebody says, Yeah, well, what are they gonna do? And so a kid'll. What do they do? They push you. So what's mom gonna do if I push it just a little bit harder here? <laughs> How many's ever raised kids before? Yeah, and you know what? After a while, you got to put some teeth into what you're saying. How many's with me right now? And so in living for God, I don't live for God for fear. I know what God says, hey man, that if there's all these things, if I don't do it, they're going to be my inheritance. But you know what? I don't live for by for God by fearing those things. Oh yeah, I know they're there. Hey, man, But I I live for God because I love him. Because he saved me. Because he's my father. Hey, amen. Because he's brought me through time after time. Hey, amen. I know the promises of God are yay and amen. Come on, I'm preaching to someone here today. You can live under the rule of God or you can live under the grace of God. Amen, you can live with the grace of God. Amen, it's not a burden, it's a privilege. Amen, I said it's not a burden, it's a privilege to serve God. I'm here to serve God today. I'm here to give him my best. Amen, my best worship, my best prayer. Amen, it might just be Jesus, I'm here today because I love you. Amen. If you wanna if you want a book to read that I've been reading bits at a time, amen, I got a good one written by an apostolic, a young man. He hasn't ever preached in this church, but some of you have heard him preach. Amen. And he has written an awesome book that if you want to read it, amen, amen, I'll buy it for you for Christmas. It's a good book. You said, Pastor, you be careful. You might have to buy a whole bunch of them. You know what? If you'd read it, I'd buy, you, I'd buy a whole box of them. It wouldn't scare me a bit because it'll help you in your walk with God. Remember, I don't, I don't live for God. Oh, I'm just barely making. No, I, I, I get to go to church today. I'm looking for a revival today. I'm believing God for another healing. Come on, somebody. Hey, man, this isn't a heavy load. It's the Holy Ghost. It's the load lifter. Hallelujah, my God. He's the same yesterday, today, forever. He's the way maker. He's the chain breaker. Hallelujah. God will bring you through every time. I said, God will bring you through every time. Amen, just let God build the house. Okay, God, I need some more work done. Amen, I'm coming again today. You're gonna make a way. Amen, you're gonna heal my body. You're gonna save my children. You're gonna save my mind, heal my mind. Come on, I'm preaching to you today. The Holy Ghost is what you need. I said the Holy Ghost will bring you through. The Holy Ghost will bring you out. Hallelujah. Yeah, man. And so, to establish means to set up, set on a firm or a permanent basis. Paul wrote in Romans 16 and 25, Now to him that is of power, everyone say power, Power. to establish you according to, to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ. You know what we're founded upon? Upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Uh, Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone. Hey, you're not just some uh, ramshackle thrown together, uh, unthought of, no. You are a fitly framed together building. When God gave you the Holy Ghost, he didn't give you second best. He gave you the best. Well, hallelujah! Down to Him that is a power to establish you, man. When God says, "I'm putting somebody in the church," Amen. The only person that can get them out of the church is themselves. Hey man, you say, how's that? Keep on praying. Keep on serving God. Stay right in the middle of the will of God. Come what may. Hey man, you're not going to fall out of the boat. Don't get close to the edge. Stay right in the middle. I said, get right in the middle of it. Well, did you hear what so-and-so? It don't matter what so-and-so says. Quit talking about them. That's my brother and sister in Christ. They might have had a bad day and said something that they're still trying to get their foot out of their mouth. But you know what? We're going to heaven. I said we're going to heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, praise God. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 16 and 17. It says, Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God even our father which hath loved us and hath given us everlasting consolation and good hope through what grace grace everyone say grace, grace. comfort your hearts and establish you in every good work word and work word and work not work and word is word and work His grace is going to establish you, amen, and comfort you. Thank God for his grace. God is establishing grace. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 2 says, And that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. For all men have not faith, but the Lord is Faithful who shall establish you. Amen. I I don't know if they just didn't have the the ES yet, the ES version, but the word of God for establish is establish. Amen. And so when God started something in your life, uh, amen, God who is what? Faithful. You know, when you get the Holy Ghost, you become faithful. You become faithful to your, Wife, your husband, your children, to the house of God, to the man of God, to God, because it's an attribute of God. Everyone say an attribute of God. Faithfulness. Amen. I'm going to be faithful. I'm not going to be... Amen. Quarter time, part time, 99% of the time, I'm a full time saint of God. I'm a full time Christian. I'm a full time one God apostolic believer. Amen. Because my God is faithful. I said, my God is faithful. Oh, hallelujah. The same way that God reaches for people, we need to be reaching for people. The same way God encourages us, we need to encourage others. Hey, come on. Amen. God's gonna lift you up. God's gonna set your feet upon high places, a solid rock. Oh, hallelujah. The establishment of grace in your life. As you live for God, you're going to look back over the years and say, that's how far God brought me from. How many is with you, pastor, today? I hope you're not asleep. Because what I'm preaching today is what's going to save you. Amen. Amen. You look back and you say, man, I used to be that way. I was was thinking about... The things that we see in life. And uh, I don't understand homelessness in the United States of America. It's not something that was ever uh, offered when our forefathers founded this nation. But now we see homelessness uh, more than I have ever seen in my lifetime. And I was just thinking about it the other day, and I was just, just thinking about these people who have made a choice to live outside of an establishment, a home. Did you know God established the home? And this this choice of lifestyle, not only does it deprive them of safety and security, a place to have a roof over their head, Amen, but it deprives them of a thought process that I don't have to live this way. And they become a victim with victim mentality that this is the way I have to live. Can I tell you something? Amen. God never wants you to be fatherless. He doesn't want you to be without your family. I'm talking about the family of God. He put you in the church so that you would have a family. He put you in the church so that you would have a father. Amen. He put you into the church, amen, to transform your life out of the The world into the kingdom of his dear son. Amen. And God provides for his own. Amen. My Bible says I've never seen the righteous, amen, seed forsaken nor. Begging bread. Come on, church. Hey, amen. There's not one person in here. God provides for us. You don't have to live a lifestyle that the world, hey, amen, is almost glamorizing right now. Come out. Come out of that mentality and get in the church and say, Whoa, God's delivered me from that. God's delivered me from that way of thinking. I'm not doing it anymore. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And when you get the Holy Ghost, amen, God will change your way of thinking. Hallelujah. You got to stay full of the Holy Ghost. 1 Peter chapter 5. The Lord is faithful who shall establish you, keep you from evil. 2 Thessalonians 1 Peter 5 and 8. Peter wrote, he said, be sober Be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Be sober, be vigilant. Vigilant means to be watchful. Amen. So how do we resist the devil? Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions. You say, I feel like I'm the only person going through this test or trial. No, you're not. Amen. There's somewhere in this church, in the ch- I'm talking about the church nationwide, worldwide, someone's going through the same tests and trials that you're going through right now, but in the end, God has brought them through. And in the end, God will bring you through. Amen. Amen. I, I think I said this once already. Amen, but I've watched the older saints of God that they've made up in their mind whether the good or the bad happens. Amen, I'm staying steady in my walk with God. There's no one here that has to skip across the mountaintops all the time. And there's no one here that has to live in the lowest of the low times. But just stay consistent living for God. Amen. I said all it takes is just a consistent walk with God. And when God says, okay, amen, bring it up a notch, say, okay, I'm going to take it up a notch and I'm going to live there, amen, consistently with God. And what you'll find in living for God is I don't have to be up and down all the time like a roller coaster. How I many is with me right now? Just live for God. How I many has ever been on a roller coaster? Yeah, the older I get, I don't like them anymore. Anyway. I used to love roller coasters, man. I thought, yeah, those don't make me sick. But they do now. You live on a roller coaster, you get sick. Well, you get an adrenaline rush. Ah! I got on a roller coaster in Kansas City with my wife before BC, before children. And they said it was the highest drop. The mamba. And I screamed as long as I could scream. And I ran out of scream. And I was still headed for the ground. I wrote it once. That was enough. I haven't written it since. You know, there's some things in life we experience it once. And by the grace of God, God, I've had to go through that once. Please don't ever let that happen again. Amen. I just live real steady for God. That's where it's, hey, it's the easiest, just, just living steady. I'm, I'm just gonna walk with God today. I don't have to run, I don't have to jump, I don't have to crawl, all I have to do is just walk. Because crawling's not the easiest way, and running's not the easiest way, but I'll just walk with God. I'm gonna walk by faith today. Hey, man, I'm gonna walk by faith. Well, what about? Whoa, wait a minute. I'm walking by faith today. Well, what if this happens? Well, I don't know, but I'm walking by faith today. I'm just gonna walk. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna walk all I have to do. That's all that's required. Just walk by faith. Amen. Amen. Don't walk by what you see. Amen. We walk by faith and not by sight. And sometimes if, we, if we're looking at what's facing us, yee, I don't want to see that now. Everybody says, ooh, this, this new virtual reality. Yeah, it's just a fad. Somebody's going to get really hungry eventually. Oh, yeah, it'll destroy some people. But when I was a kid, we used to have VR. You didn't know that, did you? So back in the 70s. These little red things, and they had these little round deals you put in the top of them. <laughs> I remember those. Yeah. And you're like, oh, man, that's cool. I see the Grand Canyon. Some of you are looking at me with question marks in your eyes like, what are you talking about, Pastor? I don't know. You just have to see it to understand. They called it a viewfinder, I think. Yeah. But you know what? Those kind of went out of style. And I still, if I really want to go see something in real life, I have to go see it. You know, when you walk with God, you can hear me talk about it. I can tell you about the things of the past of what god 's done, and I can tell you what god 's going to do in the future, but you 've got to see it for yourself. I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have it entered into the heart of man, the things that God hath prepared for them that love him can I tell you something saying of God if you'll just keep on walking with God uh, hey man you haven't seen it or heard it hey man or or it hasn't even entered into your heart yet but God's got things for you that he wants to show you personally uh, hey man that I can't do it for you only God can take you to that place Uh, God can show it to you I'm preaching faith to you right now that God wants to establish you you That's why we got to walk. step out say, okay, I'm I'm ready to walk today. The knee hurts, the back hurts, the ear hurts, the head hurts. But I'm going to walk. Keep on walking. If you keep on walking, amen, you're going to see it. Amen, you got to keep putting one foot ahead of the other. Amen, God's going to establish you in his grace. In his grace. The establishment of grace. Now, I didn't finish this. It says, Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. It's not talking about those that are in a sinful state, but all of us that still live in this terra firma, on this earth, and live life. We're still breathing. So, verse 10 says, But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while, make you what? Perfect. You say, I can't be perfect. I believe you can be. Amen. And a lot of times this perfection is not, oh, I got it all down to pat. I do everything just right. Forget that. But just get some maturity in your walk with God. Get some perfection. Amen. Amen. And it says here that after you've suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. Settle you. To him be glory, dominion forever and ever. Amen. So we're talking about establishment here right now. And I'm probably closer to being done today than what you think. But I still got a little ways to go. And so we're going to talk about the grace of God now. So the establishment of grace. We've talked about getting established and getting a walk with God and and all these things that are happening. And uh, just stick with me here. Amen. And we understand that the Word of God, it talks about not only in the New Testament, but the Old Testament, things that are salvific or things that pertain to salvation or things that establish us. Amen. Not only are they preached in New Testament doctrine, but they are also mentioned first in the Word of God in the Old Testament. And so one of those is grace. And so we look at one of the first mentions of this word grace. So a, a first mention is a law of hermeneutics. And it tells us, amen, that the easiest way to understand a subject is is by one of the first mentions of the in the word of god of that subject. And so where did grace start at? The very first verse that we read about grace. How many knows where that's at? Genesis chapter 6 and verse 8 says but Noah found grace. Why does it say but Noah found grace? Because the preceding verse says that the whole earth was full of wickedness. God was mad. He was going to destroy the earth. But one man stood between God and destruction. And he found that grace of God. Noah found grace in the eyes of God. God said, you know something? This man has found grace and has lived perfect before me in his generation. Genesis chapter 6 and verse 9, it says, these are the generations of Noah. Excuse me. Noah was a, everyone say Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. And so we One of the things that I want to examine in this passage or in this verse is where it says he was perfect in his generations. It does not mean that all of his brothers and sisters did it perfectly. But there was one man, maybe multiples, but we know that the generations of Noah, from the time of Adam until Noah, that there was at least one perfect man that served God in those generations. You say, why do you know that, Pastor? Because we know that Adam and Eve in the garden sinned, and they fell out of communion with God. Sin broke that communion. But Adam, he got up, he dusted himself off, and he said, okay, I've made a mistake. But he says, now... I'm going to live for God by faith. You say, how do you know that he lived for God by faith? Hebrews chapter 11 tells us that he lived by faith. Amen. And we look at every succeeding generation after that. There was Seth. And then there was, I'd have to go back through the word of God and get you every name specifically to Noah. But there was Enos and there was Enoch. And Enoch was not because God took him Because he was a perfect man living on this earth. And at some point, he got so close to God that God translated him up into heaven. He was really close to God. And so we know that every generation had someone that stood up for truth and righteousness. Amen. The grace of God helped them. But the first mention of grace, amen, was when Noah... A man said, wait a minute, I don't want to be destroyed. And somehow, a man, he knew that God was mad. And the Bible tells us that God uh, spared him and that Noah found that grace. But here's, here's what grace did. A man, what did the grace of God do for Noah? You say, Pastor, you've been preaching about being established And the establishment of grace. But what does God's grace do for me? How does it work in my life? How does it operate? Let's just examine that just a little bit here. Amen. If you turn in your Bibles, amen, to Galatians chapter 1 and verse 15, we see that in the days of Noah, amen, it doesn't mention this in Galatians. Uh, Brother Joel, why don't you read that for me? Amen. Read Galatians 1 and 15 when I tell you to. But grace separated Noah from the rest of the world. Grace will separate you unto God. Grace will cause there to be um, a difference. God commanded the, the, the priesthood to teach the people the difference between the holy and the profane. And so the grace of God separated Noah. Now read in the New Testament what Paul said about that separation in Galatians chapter 1 and 15. When it pleased God to separate me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace. Can I tell you that when Paul was born, He was not born perfected. He was not even born someone who loved God as far as the apostles loved Jesus Christ. He hated Jesus Christ. He hated the church but he was separated from his mother's womb, the word of God says. It doesn't say that he was separated after the, he was blinded, but God had said this one is going to be the one that's going to be the voice to the Gentiles and preach to the Gentile.'" And Paul fought it. Amen. He said, no, I'm going to fight against it. And God says, no, you're going to do it. And in the end, God Always prevails God has struck him down, shined a bright light from heaven. Amen. He put God's spotlight on him. And he, there was a light that shone round about him. Amen. And, and he was struck down. And what he didn't realize is from the day he was born, he did not have a choice in the matter. Think about that. He was separated. You know what grace does? is from the day you were born, God said, I have a plan for you. I'm going to do my work through you. You think about that. Each, Every individual person, God has a work for you to do. God has called you. God has separated you. Amen. And the grace of God, what, did the, what does it say about the grace of God? And by his grace, by his grace, read it. Oh, I'm sorry. He done close his Bible. This is a sword drill, Brother Joel. <laughs> 15. And you can read 16, too. And so the grace of God revealed God's plan in his life. That's the part I wanted to get to. You know what God's grace does? is It'll reveal God's plan in your life. You think about that. Every person in here. The way you come into the church, God starts revealing. And the word of God tells us it's from faith to faith. Remember where I said God says, okay, you need to raise the bar a little bit? Okay, we're going to raise that bar a little bit higher. You've walked at this level. Now it's time to step up little bit higher it's a natural progression for young people that's the expectations but sometimes in living for God instead of an expectations it's, it's a it's almost abstract like if we don't get a hold of it it's just kind of out there floating around get a hold of that so you know something God has revelation for me not just in the word of God but he wants to show me where my life is going. And it, our our life is not a it's it's going on an upward trajectory. You know, the world would tell us that trajectory is it starts out low and then it peaks and then it goes down. Well, that is that's in the that's in the natural. But I believe in the in God. By the grace of God, our trajectory doesn't have to have a peak. We we just keep stepping a little higher and a little higher and a little higher until the day that we go in the rapture, amen, that trajectory will take us right on into heaven. We just keep going up. We just keep climbing higher. Amen. And as you climb higher, you know what those mountain climbers do when they climb Everest without oxygen? They go to the base camp. I can't remember the name of it. But there's a base camp that they go to that they have to stay there for like 14 days to let their blood, amen, get blood platelets, more, whatever carries your oxygen, I think it's blood platelets. Amen. You've got to get more of it in order to climb a little higher. And the higher you go, your body starts adjusting. And your body starts getting to the place to where it can breathe at that atmosphere. And once it gets to that atmosphere, it says all of a sudden you say, okay, I think I can go just a little bit higher now. And they go from 10,000 clear up to, I think, Mount Everest is over 17,000 or 18,000 feet. Anybody know? 29,000. 29,000. Amen. 29,000 feet. But they go up to 10, 12, 13,000 feet, and they get adjusted. They say, okay, now we can go higher. And that's what we do is we stay on an upward trajectory. Amen. That, okay, I'm just, I'm just staying here. I'm not stagnant. I'm just walking. I'm still doing the work of God. Amen, that's what the grace of God does, is the grace of God reveals to us. It shows us exactly what's happening in life. And and, and we'll never get that revelation back here, what's going to happen two miles down the road, until we get two miles down the road. And God just keeps opening the door. I mean, is is this helping anybody here today? It's helping me today. But I'm preaching to you what God gave to me. So, Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Who wants to read that? Brother read Magazine, read Acts chapter 2 and verse 38 here in just a minute. Hey Amen. I saw a Bible opening up. So the grace of God for Noah, what did it do for him? It gave him the plan of salvation. It gave him the plan of salvation. Everyone say the plan of salvation. In Noah's day, what was the plan of salvation? Was it repent? No. Was it get baptized in Jesus' name? No. Was it receive the Holy Ghost? No. That hadn't happened yet. That was, that was on down the road. That was a higher trajectory, if you please. But God gave a plan of salvation. He said, Noah, if you want to be saved, He said, this is what you have to do. So turning your Bibles to Genesis chapter 6. In Genesis chapter 6, this is is how grace works. God gives you a plan. He gives you the plan of salvation. Genesis chapter 6, verse 14. He said, Noah, no he didn't say it in that verse, but he, he said, Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Rooms shalt thou make in the ark and shall pitch it within and without with pitch, inside and outside. You're going to make rooms. It's going to be made out of gopher wood, and you're going to pitch it inside and out. And this is the fashion, the length of it, the breadth of it, And the height of it. You said, what about the measurements? You figure those out. And a window you're going to put in the ark. And a door. The door shall be set in the side thereof. With lower, second, and third stories. And then, if you read on down, it says that you're going to enter into the ark. And when God told him to get on the ark, It was the salvation of their souls. Read Acts chapter 2 verse 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, all of us should be able to quote that verse of Scripture, but nonetheless, it is the plan of salvation today and that if you're going to be saved by grace you have to repent you have to be baptized in Jesus name and filled with the Holy Ghost it's the same way that man built that ark the same way God said you gotta do this if you wanna be saved it's the same plan today there's no getting around it skirting around it watering it down making it stronger making it weaker you got to be saved by the plan God's plan of salvation And until you do that, you can't even begin to understand or see the kingdom of God. People say, y'all down there are crazy. Well, thank you for that compliment, but we're really not crazy. We're following a plan. No, you're nuts. You've been pounding on that ark for 99 years. He said, Yeah, but. He said, "Next year, it's going to rain." Can you imagine preaching for hundred years? Some say 120 years. I won't argue with you. I got my, I got my reasons for believing it's 100 years. I can see where some will say it's 120. I won't argue with you. We'll just say 120 years. That makes it even longer. Can you imagine? One year, two years, ten years. If God's good to me, I'll live to be 80. But preaching, preaching for 120 years. And that dude, he's a a trooper. I'm not sure I can preach for 120 years. Come Monday morning, I feel like somebody beat me up. 120 years. No, you've been preaching for 119 and a half years. Nothing's happened. But one day, on the 120th year, Noah, get your family. Get on the boat. Here come the animals walking down the street. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. The the Lord's still coming. The rapture's going to happen, church. Come on, we're closer now than we've ever been. We've been preaching a long time in this church. Pastor Elder preached a long time in his church and the preachers before him preached the gospel and the plan of salvation, the message. And there's gonna be a day when God said, come on church, it's time to come up higher. Amen. And the plan of work. You'll just keep on walking. Let the grace of God, amen, do its work in your life. Titus chapter 2 verse 11 Who wants to read for me on this side Brother Brother Romero you got that Titus chapter 2 verse 11 and 15 Now I'm going to preach about Noah a little bit You know what happened with Noah? The Bible says he rose above the waters above the destruction He rose up, that boat rose, he rose up. And you know what's going to happen to this world when the church goes up? Is there's going to be worldwide destruction. And the church is going to be above all of it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The grace of God caused him to rise up above. (laughs) Amen. And just like the grace of God causes you to rise up above problems now while you're living on this earth, amen, it's the same way the Holy Ghost is going to resurrect us out of this world. It's the Holy Ghost causes us to rise up above our problems (laughs) right here, right now, but we're getting ready to go up higher. I said we're getting ready to go up higher. Read to me. Amen. Uh, Titus chapter 2 verses 11 through 15. The grace of God does bring salvation, and has appeared to who? All men. All men teaching us denying ungodliness and worldly lusts. You got to deny this world. The grace of God will teach you to deny it. Say no, I, people are gonna say, uh, "Come on, you do this with me." Say, no, I'm sorry. Amen. The grace of God teaches me I've got to deny that. There's something that God's gonna, not going to do for you. I mean, you heard that. There's some things the grace of God, Amen, teaches us. But we got to deny it. Denying ungodliness. Live soberly, righteously, and godly. In where at this present world right now. Right now, we've got to live righteous, holy, godly, just. I'm adding to that. Not, I'm not changing it. But we've got to live that way. And the grace of God teaches us. Keep reading. Looking for, why are we doing that? You say, why do you have to? I don't have to live that way. Amen. The grace of God teaches me. It teaches me. Amen. And when we're taught something... We have to embrace it, catch it. Yeah, right. In school, when you're taught something, if you don't embrace it, he said, "No, I'm going to do it my own. I'm going to do math my own way. I'm going to do English my own way." I'm sorry, but you'll fail. That's, right. that's the way it works. You have to embrace it. Okay, you know what? Two plus two is four, that's right. and two times two is four. You got it. <laughs> Brother Bosworth did something for you. <laughs> Keep reading, brother. For the glorious appearing of who? The great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know what the grace of God's is why everything else down here is just blowing up. The church is going to rise. Looking for that blessed appearing, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Come on, church. It's the grace of God that's going to keep us, amen, establish us, but it's also going to take us to glory. Amen. Grace isn't one-dimensional. It doesn't just work at one point in your walk with God. It's going to take us all the way through. I said it's going to take us all the way through the trajectory. We're going to make it all the way by the grace of God. Say that again, brother. Who gave himself for us, redeem us from all iniquity, and and purify unto himself a peculiar people. Let's thank God for his word today. That the grace of God is going to save us. The grace of God is going to reach us. Did we finish that yet through 15? Keep reading. What I'm preaching here today is where we ended up. Is that the grace of God is preached with all authority. Everything that we do in word or deed... We do it in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of God, it teaches us, it shows us, it's going to bring us through, and it's causing us to look. You know how we keep on looking for the return of Jesus Christ? It's by the grace of God. Amen. I said, you say, how come How come you can keep such a positive attitude that everything's going to be all right? Because I know I'm getting out of this world. It doesn't matter what happens. I'm going up because the grace of God is going to cause me to rise above. I'm going up. Come on, let's go a little higher, church. Hey, Amen. It's time to have revival. It's time to see more souls filled with the Holy Ghost. Hey, Amen. The coming of the Lord soon. Come on, get everybody you can into the boat. It's time to fly. Right. oh hallelujah I said it's time to go see Jesus hallelujah come on to the music oh hallelujah I want the church together across the front Amen. lift your hands to heaven and say God by your grace I'm going all the way by your grace I'm going to see another revival another soul saved another person filled with the Holy Ghost come on church let's pray right now Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, the Holy Ghost is here right now. Yeah, in the name of Jesus. God, you see each person. God, I'm asking you to establish grace in our hearts. Oh, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, it's the grace of God. We've come this far by by faith. faith. Oh, yes. Leaning Leaning on on the Lord. Lord. Come on, lean on him again today. Trusting in the Lord. Oh, say, God, you're going to do the work. Oh, he's never failed me yet. He's never failed me yet. Come on, say to God. Don't let the devil tear down your walk with God. Say, God, come on, me. I'm living for you. I'm believing you. I'm looking unto Jesus, who's the author and the finisher. Oh, come on, say to God. We've oh, yes, come this far by faith. Oh, hallelujah. trusting in his holy word. Oh, hallelujah. He's, he's never, never failed. failed me yet. Well, he's never failed me yet. Oh, can't turn around. I can't turn around. He's come We've come this far. By faith. By faith. Hallelujah. We've, We've come, come this far. Oh, let the Holy Ghost renew you, you today God I just need a brand new touch I need another You've new renewal Oh God I want the Holy Ghost to know Hallelujah oh. Somebody help me pray right now